We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Final segment, we're about to tap out here on the BetQL Network with producer Jake in Philly, Brendan Tobin in Miami. I'm Sean Levine in Kansas City. Appreciate you joining us wherever you're tuning in on the BetQL Network, especially those checking us out on twitch.com backslash BetQL. Before we get out of here, Time to give out our best bets tonight. I think there's a lot of heavy favorites in tonight's fight. I think I like Drew Dober at minus 162 on the main card, taking on Terrence McKinney. McKinney coming in as a slight underdog, also coming in on only five days' notice. Drew Dober, 3-3 three and three in his last fights, uh, six fights, but two of those losses came to Islam Makachev and Benil Daryush. I'm not going to hold it against him too much. I think Dober wins tonight. I think he wins by knockout, and I think he does it early. So I'm going to take Dober to win, Dober by knockout, and, oh, and under rounds, I should say, one and a half. I got Dober, and I got Dober early, uh, I'm going to go with my Miami guy, Alex Caceres, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy. Uh, he is the dog I like the most tonight. He's plus 205 on the money line. But, I mean, like, I don't understand how he's plus, uh, plus 1,100 to win by submission. Like, how do they think he would win? Uh, that's that's the thing that's kind of crazy to me. Like, it's, it's I think, plus 940 the last time I looked for him to win by knockout. I don't think he's going to knock out Super Sadiq. But, uh, but I can definitely see him tricking him, doing some of that vet stuff, doing some of those crafty things he could do with that lanky, long body. And getting him caught with something. So I like uh, I like Alex Caceres tonight by winning. And I like him by submission. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't mind that play. I actually am on the other side of it, BT. I wrote this week for BetQL about how to rock the chalk. I, I really think that the favorites are going to have some success, especially on this main card. Uh, and going through some of my best bets, let's start right at the top. I believe Ankalaev is going to thoroughly dominate Tiago Santos. Uh, Santos, not the crispest stand-up, especially after you have some ACL surgeries. I've, I've had two ACL surgeries, I can tell you. I'm not the best athlete, but it sapped enough of my athleticism for me to know it's nothing to mess with. Um, he was able to beat a very chinny Johnny Walker in decision, but I think that's a fight that, you know, if Santos is the one-touch danger guy that he used to be, you know, vintage Tiago Santos puts that guy into the netherworld. So uh, I'm going to go Ankalaev by KO or points, and it's minus 360. And what I'm going to do is parlay it with a couple of the other juiced props or juiced money lines. You look at Song Yudong, another one. I got him at minus 240. He's juiced up into the minus 270 range now. Uh, if you want to get a little tricky, you can try and go for his KO prop. It's minus 120. I, I would really just prefer to put money line. And if he goes and takes it to points, um, that's another angle. Plus seven, plus uh, 370, excuse me. Little too long for me. So I'm just going to ride the money line. And then the last uh, leg of this is where I fade you, BT. I'm going to take Sadiq Yusuf minus 245 money line. Uh, as Sean was saying, I just think that, you know, from what we've seen out of him, he's a very physical fighter. He can end fights quickly. And his last fight against Arnold Allen, I mean, he he was put down twice in that fight. I don't think that's something that Alex Caceres, as you said, it will probably come by submission. He's a well enough grappler that I think he can stay out of there. And last thing, this is long shot. This is not a best bet. But Terrence McKinney, plus 800 to finish Drew Dober by KO in the first Ooh. round. His last five fights have been by first round knockout, uh, have been won by first round knockout, Terrence McKinney, that is. So if he is going to win, if you do like Terrence McKinney, I, I think you have to bet first round knockout plus 800. Great bet there. 
Good stat. Witty goes straight against me in that one. We both like it to end early by knockout. You like McKinney. I like Dober. You're going ahead and getting parlayed early on this Saturday night. So let's join in on that, BT. Uh, if I'm going to get parlayed on a Saturday night, you know it's going to involve Yadong. Song Yadong. So I got Song Yadong as part of that parlay. <laughs> of course, coming in as minus 270. So a heavy favorite over Magic Marlon Marias. So I'll go ahead and parlay him with give me Khalil Roundtree, slight underdog at plus 112. That'll pay you about three to one on your money. You know, the old Roundtree Yadong parlay on a Saturday night. I like it, man. You were thinking I was thinking in the same line as you uh, for the parlay party. So uh, let's let's uh, let's just grab our Yadongs and. Uh, you know, keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, I think we're loading up on you, Dong, tonight. Uh, but I, I didn't, I never said the, uh, the, the ending of that parlay. It was plus one sixty. If you take all that juice in the top three fights that I just laid out, plus one sixty is the uh, parlay that I laid out. Hopefully, it cashes. We went three and zero last week on my uh, BetQL article best bet. So let's keep rolling. Nothing wrong with three friends on Yadong on a Saturday night. That's Jake Galley, Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine. We are tapped out here on the BetQL Network. We got a few minutes left, and now it's time for us all to take a minute with our final call-outs. And this involves nobody except for myself and those within about a two-mile radius of me. But I'm calling out the dude that works at Mr. Z's Convenience Store. You guys wouldn't believe this. I go in there last night. For a Kit Kat, right? I don't know if you guys have seen these combo Kit Kats where it's part chocolate, part something else. So I fall in love with these half strawberry ones. The only place I can find them is Mr. Z's. I go in there with a dollar and 48 cents. Now, is that all the money to my name? No. Is that all the money that I had when I walked up there in my pocket? Yeah, it cost a dollar sixty. So I did what any white blooded American, red blooded American would do, which is go to the give a penny, take a penny, right? I understand that taking 12 pennies was a little bit excessive and I've never done it in my life. But I had to do it in said situation. I start going in for at first a dime. I try to make, you know, a little light with the guy working behind the counter. The guy goes, you're not taking 12 pennies. We get into it going back and forth. I decide, you know what? I should probably back off. I don't want to get into it with this guy. I don't want it to be a story in the paper the next day. So I walk home, turn around with the change in my pocket and without the damn Kit Kat. So, yes, I just took 60 seconds calling out whoever you are with the multiple piercings working in the counter at Mr. Z's in downtown Kansas City. Give me my damn Kit Kat. Wow. That's, I mean, here's what, I'll, here's what I'll tell you. That is pretty much exactly when I drafted up the, the call-out segment. Like, that is right up this segment's alley. You could not no, have, have perfected it. Now, I also, I, I've worked at, like, a deli before. Sean, you have to be, like, I, like they have to see you come in and just, oh, here he comes. Here, he's Why, because I was wearing jar. SpongeBob pajama pants? That's no reason to judge a person. If I need to take 12, you know how many times that I've gave a quarter that I might have gave a 50 cent? Okay, I'm not going to lie. I've never done that. I've gave a quarter or dimes into that give a penny, take a penny, and now I finally need it, BT. It's my time of need, and I can't take 12 pennies out of that thing. Get out of here. Again, I didn't even know give people, my people, damn still, people still use pennies. I didn't even know there's a thing anymore. Like, I feel like if, don't, 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 pennies, don't pennies cost more to produce than they actually worth hey i'm the, I'm being dead serious was i wrong what i was doing or was he in the wrong i mean that's i feel like i feel like for 12 cents i'm not bothering you but that's just me thank you okay yeah like if i would say if the owner of that place heard that he was doing that he probably meant well but like you know ultimately bad customer service uh here's who i, I want to call out and i think bt ultimately falls into this group of people good what there is a select NBA fan on the internet that somehow 
can point to James Harden's lowest moments and say, Harden doesn't show up, but refuse to realize that this man and his teammates, fair enough, were up three games to two on the greatest team ever comprised on a basketball floor, the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. And somehow James Harden doesn't show up for big moments. Now, yes, he got he got blown out by the Nets and he looked terrible. Uh, Yeah, hand up. He did. But that does not give you a reason to pile on BT. And for that, you got called out. Okay. What's your argument before he gives you more anti-James Harden? What's your pro-Harden argument? You didn't give one. Like, like, okay, well, first of all, so your argument here is they blew it? Like, what is, like, I don't understand. Like, does, like, does anybody look to Chael Sonnen and they're like, man, Chael, you really rocked those four and a half rounds before you got choked out. Like, no, like, what happened happened, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Don't tell me about it. Did, did Kevin Durant get hurt in that series, too? Like, what are we talking about here? Okay. No, he did not. That was, uh, that was a couple years. But Harden, what is he supposed to do when his second best player, like if Clay Thompson or, or if Curry or if one of the Golden State guys had gone out, they would have been out of there immediately. So, like, I don't think my point is, here's my point. Just don't, like, say, like, James Harden has no great moments in the clutch because, like, what what about the moments leading up to them being up 3-2? Like, I for a lot of teams, you know, that's better than you ever get. This is 1998. There's no five-game series. So, yeah, try, guys, take Charles Barkley out of the house. house. Let me 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 be the Herb Dean here if I can. There's something known as the Philip Rivers argument, which is were you around for a long time and put up good numbers, but what did you do? What was that game? What was that moment? What's the memory? When it comes to James Harden, maybe I'm missing something here, Jake. Has that ever happened? How uh, has that no, it, okay. I, I was gonna oh, let no. I was gonna yes. let okay. I, was, no, just, okay. I, I wanted I just want to know how Jake, I know you're Philly till you die, dude. All right. But and I how, it. how does it have to feel hitting your pillow at night? The first game, first of all, he had no guts to show up to the Miami game, by the way. No guts. He could he decided, ah, what game should I sit out? Oh, the Miami. He had a long game. night. He had a long night, PT. Yeah, Lay off. He had a long night. Um, and then amazingly, the, the first game of, of consequence that he plays, it's the worst game of the season that he's played. How does that not make you nervous? Well, look, I wouldn't say everything makes me nervous. Uh, Our number one overall pick doesn't just refuse to shoot his entire career. Now he ends up on the rival team. But what I'm going to say is you can't write the Sixers off just because they had a bad game. They got beat by 50 against Boston in a primetime TV spot. It's what they do. They're going to destroy the Nuggets and Jokic. You can book that. You can clip that, Beck UL. You're adorable. Take your 60 seconds, BT. I mean, like, what else has to be said? Uh, I mean, in all honesty, I was going to have some rant about a jerk jerk who slapped me in the face with his stupid fin while I was snorkeling. You guys wouldn't know about this. It's freezing where you are. But I'm out here at Peanut Island, and I'm trying to look at some parrotfish. And, like, dude, I don't know if you know about Peanut Island, but, like, the sand, the the, the water levels are not very high. It's not conducive to having flippers. We're not in the middle of the ocean, dude. You just go out, you crawl, you have your goggles. Why do you have flippers on, and why would you have a flipper on that kicks me in the face a la like Anderson Silva. Like, keep your flippers off. Know when you have to use your equipment, my guy. No, that's Banner terrible. From the island. We feel bad for you down there. Why do they call it Peanut Island or Peanut I, Beach or whatever you just call it? There's got to be shape, peanuts around. Um, hey, real quick, because we got 60 seconds left. So this is going to be a very quick segment. I need yeses or noes. The question is Does the ink stink? Jorge Masvidal. Oh my God. Gosh, that was the most. I can't believe he got that Askren tattoo, guys. Can you? Terrible, embarrassing. One of the worst tattoos I've ever seen.
No, it's not good. It's not, it's not it, I love Warren, the, but I I don't I know it's it's like a rainbow jewels around it like like it's a dragon. It looks like a fifteen year old walked in and had a fake ID and was like, you know what, go ahead and do it. Like I, I've seen prison tattoos that are worse or better than that one, but anyway, I mean, I thought Conor McGregor's were bad and corny. I thought Cyril Gans were bad. I thought Darren Elkins had bad tattoos, but now the king of Miami is the king of the corny tattoo. For my co-host, Brendan Tobin, and my producer, Jake, and everybody else helping out, Tyler and Kendall and Evan, I'm Sean Levine. We'll talk to you next week right here on the BetQL Network.